As America goes to the polls this week, we bring to mind the words of Daniel the prophet, who said, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. We are not in the business of predicting the future, of course, and certainly not forecasting the result of the current U.S. election. But what we do know is that this election is not only important, but crucial to the way events will unfold during the next few years. A key issue is going to be its effect upon the Middle East and upon Israel in particular. It is the Most High who will put into place and power whosoever will further his purpose with Israel. Will the moves toward peace continue under a Trump presidency, or will it change course under a President Biden? Certainly the Trump administration has brought in some amazing developments, which are in line with what prophecy teaches us to expect. In a campaign speech, the British political leader, Nigel Farage, said this. And when you vote next week, you are not just voting for who the President of the United States of America is, vital though that question may be. You are voting for the leader of the free world. You are voting you are voting for the only current leader in the free world who has got the guts to stand up and fight for the nation state to fight for patriotism to fight against globalism you'll be voting for the only leader in the western world with the real courage to stand up to the chinese communist party you'll be voting You'll be voting for decency, plain speaking, and a man who in four years hasn't just cut your taxes, hasn't just improved the economy, but a man who right now is bringing Israel together with Arab nations in a way that nobody ever believed was possible. And that's what he's done, and I wish you Godspeed. I really do. Thank you. I am speaking to you three days before the election date. So from my vantage point now, the result is yet to be seen. Anything could happen. But the question is whether Trump's policy will continue in order to establish the situation described in Ezekiel 38, verses 11 to 14. That passage reads as follows. Thou shalt say, or Gog shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods, that dwell in the midst of the land." Sheba and Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? 
Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? Whether Trump wins this election or not, it appears that his policy in general will continue. That is what many media men do not want. Trump's achievements are ignored by much of the media, but what we know is that this situation must become established, whether under Trump or under Biden. He who rules in the kingdoms of men will bring about his purpose at the right time in spite of the conspiracies of men. So, is this the time for Ezekiel's situation to become a reality? All the signs seem to favour it. So, one way or another, the peace and safety that Ezekiel speaks about will emerge. But what does this mean? Writing in his 1970 book, The Way to Jerusalem, this is 50 years ago, Graham Pierce wrote as follows. Whatever the means... Israel comes to a time of peace and rest. This allows the prosperity described in Ezekiel chapter 38 to develop. More important, it allows the Elijah mission to carry out the necessary instruction of Israel to fulfill Malachi chapter 4 verse 6. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth land with a curse. Under this instruction, Israel begins to develop a fear of God and a faith in his promises and the coming of Messiah. This will take time. Measured in years, as John the Baptist was three and a half years preparing Israel for the first appearing of the Messiah. The work of Elijah will be consequent upon his appearance after resurrection. So does this mean that we today are living in the time of the resurrection? It is difficult to escape the conclusion that, as we put the pieces together, it is the time for that event to take place. The time of peace has got to develop more than it has done so far, but all we can say is that events do seem to be heading in that way, as other Arab nations as well are drawn into the Abraham Accord. Are we ready for this? It is surely time for us to consider our ways and to develop us and to prepare ourselves for judgment. We know not the day or the hour, but we do know that this is the time for personal reflection and repentance. It is time to cast aside the cares of this life and attend to what is really important. May the Lord strengthen us to do so. This has been Paul Billington with Bible in the News.